Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, it's night time and it's Night Owls Radio, the internet show tonight without internet. Every day is Halloween. Remember to turn off all your lights now before listening to tonight's show because this show can only be heard in the dark. live from the old wooden shack yet again. She knew another audition. Almost said auditions. There's been so many auditions lately, right? The latest audition of Night Owls Radio. haven't already been able to tell, none of our audio is working tonight. We were supposed to do like a half an hour show tonight. What am I going to do for 30 minutes? Well, that's why it's Saturday Night Live, and that's why it's called Live Podcast, Live Internet Radio, because you never know what's going to happen on live radio. Tonight, so far, here in the old wooden shack, we have no audio. My crazy internet device has decided that it's not going to work. Ah! As if me and Frankenstein are about to do pound the table and go, ah! there goes the laptop, there goes the device, the USB, USB, USLOB device, whatever you people call it. Ah! It's just not recognizing my device. Of course, we've used this device for 20,000 years. But just before going on air, of course, as always, just before going on air, it decides it's not going to work. So we'll spend the rest of the night trying to pull up an internet connection. To do this crazy, crazy show, the very famous Miss X, with a very crazy show called Night Owls Radio. I'm taking you up usually, well, I'm usually taking you up into the midnight hour on blogtalkradio.com, but none of you people listen to the show live. And that's a subject I've gotten into quite enough on this show. No one's... Where is everybody? Do you hear the silence here? It's like being out in, the, in a ghost town. There goes another cobweb, another one of those dusty trails in the haystack. There goes another haystack. Tipsy, tipsy, turning down the street in the wind because nobody's ever listening to the show. We're all alone here. Because no one ever listens in live anymore. For all those years they complained, Miss X, he said, Miss X, 
get your internet connection up so that I can call in live to your show. Miss Epic, can I be a guest on your show? They would line up. They would send me these messages all the time. Miss X, can I talk about my horror movie on your show? Darling, darling, beautiful Miss X. So-and-so wants to be a guest on your show. Then I would hear from their agents. Miss X, I've listened to your show and it's blah, 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 wonderful. And could blah, 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 so-and-so, blah, blah, be on your show? I have a perfect guest idea for you, Miss X. They did this for years and years years, years, and years when I didn't have a reliable internet connection. So finally, in order to do this show, finally, I go and get a reliable internet connection, which I think is reliable. I invest, we don't make a penny here, not a rusty orange penny. Just so you know that, by the way. Hosting this show, you don't make any money, okay? You just don't. Yeah, don't you don't you don't you don't make any money because no one ever listens in live. And you have to listen live in order to make money. For me, a host to make money doing a paranormal show or any type of show, I'm here for that matter, you have to have a lot of live listeners to make this worth your while. I want to do the supreme sacrifice again tonight. I mean who else would do this? I'm not making any money at this. I'm spending money to get and keep this internet connection that decides it's not going to work half the time. And then you people, all these people that wanted to come on the show, for all those years, as soon as I get an internet connection and a wonderful computer, they're nowhere to be found. All those people that wanted to come on the show are nowhere to be found. That is exactly what happened with this show. I know you're really interested. I know that's not what you tuned in to hear, but, you know, it needs to be said. You need to listen to the show live, not in the archives. You need to be here Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. It's only 15 minutes. It's not going to take very long. It's not a two-hour show. It's not even a one-hour show. It's not even going to take up one hour of your time. It's going to take up 15 minutes to less than a half hour of your time to hear the most unique Serious, beautiful paranormal happening. It's X. But because you're not listening live, not. I don't make any money at the sh- on the show. I just put money on the show to listen to the sound of my own voice, I guess, and go because no one listens live. So the key word here is listen live. Get your friends to listen to the show. At blogtalkradio.com, Miss X, when it's on live, usually Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. That's not hard to remember. You're sure there to watch Saturday Night Live when it's on at 11.30 p.m. Saturday nights. So you certainly can be right to your little internet and go right to the website, blogtalkradio.com, Friday nights, Friday nights at 11.30 p.m. Very simple. Go to blogtalkradio.com and see Miss X. On the air, right there, blogtalkradio.com, Miss X. And that way you can call in. You see, that way you could share your own weird Bigfoot sighting stories. And we've had them before. Yes, we have. We have had people call into my show here to talk about my Bigfoot sightings, this our Bigfoot sightings, to talk about. Oh, this ex got out of surgery. She just went, ow. Yes, I don't think 
show, who else would do this? A person that doesn't get paid, a beautiful woman like me, sitting home with the homeless, the dateless, the loneliest on the weekends, tuning into the show, people that don't have dates, but are sitting around their computer, maybe they're geeks, I don't know, but I broadcast live across the planet Earth once again on Blue White Planet from LogTalkRadio.com. For the geeks, the geek west, the loved and the loveless, I give up my weekend. I could be out right now. I could have been married like four times. But instead of doing this show, spending my weekends doing this show, and I just, Miss X, just came out of surgery on top of it all. Just came out of surgery. That's why I couldn't do the show last night. Well, I could have, but there was probably computer problems again. I had an unexpected, I go to the emergency room, you're in terrible pain, you go there after, you know, several days of terrible pain, which the medical expert, Miss X, medical Miss X, correctly diagnosed herself once again. I was correct with my diagnosis. I had an abscess. Ever had an abscess? I'm not just talking about a little boil of pus or something that you can just scratch off either. This abscess, talk about horror, paranormal horror stories. Um, and abscess definitely qualifies in there. Extremely painful. If you've never had it before, could it, I mean, whatever the abscess is pressing up against, you're not able to touch that area, sit on that area, put any pressure on that area. So it's Finally, after these days and days and days of pain, go there. Go get what I knew was an abscess or boil an abscess. Yep. And they look at you and they open up the part of your body and you hear them say, Yeah, it's an abscess, all right. Oh, it's definitely a blah, 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 blah. I'm a blah, 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 blah. And then there's this corner section. Yeah, they use the medical terms. So it sound like this. This is what the medical terms sound like if you've never gone through this before. Well, it's... Yeah, it's definitely a blah, 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 blah. And you're later saying, great, I told you I was in pain, so I was right. See, I was right. <sighs> I was trying to get through to you people for the last hour and a half of how much pain I'm in. They can stand over you in the emergency room and tell you how much pain you're in and confirm that, oh, yes, this is been. And then they keep asking you this. This is what they kept asking me. On a scale of 1 to 10, and they said this was like an internet thing. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate your pain? And I'm thinking about all the people. All the people in there that might be in the emergency room unable to respond to that idiotic question. And there's somebody leaving them alone in the room with no with a drip run out. You know that little drip they put in you? Deep, deep, deep. It looks just like water, but it's fluids dripping into you. They leave you alone in there, and you're looking at the little water, I'm looking at that little water. I said, I'm so glad I can look at this from where I'm laying on the hospital bed, on my stomach, looking up at that little thing. It looks just like a water, you know, the little drop, little raindrop coming out of your little end of that thing. And it's empty. It's empty! And I'm alone in the room and it's empty. I didn't see anybody wash their hands either. Ooh, you're always supposed to wash your hands. Always, every medical procedure, you wash your hands. And totally gross Dracula dungeon thing that they weren't even washing their hands. All right, enough about me. I know you don't care, but I did have emergency surgery. 
went in there not expecting that I was going to hear surgery. And if you've never been through this before, this is some things that I learned. Okay? First of all, they don't dismiss you out of emergency if you don't have a ride. And all of you people are, oh, and by the way, a ride, by a ride, I mean they won't give you anything for the pain. You come in there because you're in terrible pain. They won't give you medication for the pain without a ride. And a bus or a cab does not count. So they wouldn't let me go with a cab or go, let me go home with a cab. They wouldn't let me call a cab or take a bus. You have to have a ride. And, of course, you people are so wonderful to Ms. X after all I've done for you for all of these years. Again, for years, I was bombarded with, get well, sweetie, messages you see online. Other people. <clears throat> oh, I stubbed my toe today. I had a hangnail. Get well soon, honey. We love you. Do you need anything? That's the messages other people get on social media. On my social media pages? On Miss X's social media pages, when I told them I was in the hospital and had to have emergency surgery, I received not one, how are you? Not one, do you need anything? No one. Not anyone. Not from anyone online. Not from anyone in a track of the world. No texts. No phone calls. Not even just to say, hey, Miss X, how are you? Not one response. What is wrong with you people? So obviously, I didn't have a ride home because people won't even respond to me when I announce over and over again that I'm in terrible pain online and that I just got back from surgery. You know, the nurse agreed with me yesterday. I don't wear their little white caps anymore, the white cap nurse. She said, yeah, when they need a ride, right back at you. So here's my message for all of you. When you need a ride and you need help, since you didn't help me again, just as you have never helped me in all of these years, right back at you, exclamation point. That's for me and the nurse, right back at you. Now, I try to see viewpoints of a different viewpoints and delve into people's psyche and their personalities of you humans. Like maybe they are afraid of you being sick, so that's why they didn't check on me or show any concern at all. And they couldn't even send a text. No texts, no social media messages, nothing. Meanwhile, of course, they're holding shows for other people and texting them. And long-lost relatives and long-lost friends are calling into his shows to talk to them. But me, oh, no. I'm just the person to do things for other people. Well, that's what you think. I stopped doing that a long time ago. But anyway... That's why I stopped doing things a long time ago for other people that didn't do them for me because that's really gets kind of pointless after a while. When you're bleeding and they send you home with no gauze, they stuck this little piece of gauze in my open surgical wound and I had to go and get my own gauze walking. You all know that Miss X doesn't have a car, but you don't give a dang. You don't give a S. So it doesn't take long to type two words to someone at the very least to say, how are you doing? So then you expect love and intimacy from me, question mark, when you don't even take the time to type two words, like, how are you doing? Four words. Three words. How are you? Because they don't tell you that you need surgery sometimes until you get there. I discovered that, too. They don't tell you. 
The next day, you think you're well today. You think that you're feeling better, as I thought today. So you start going out walking like I did because you want to continue your exercise. I started walk. I had to walk up a hill to get to the hospital and down again to get a bus back. That's right, a bus after surgery. And this complete jackass comes up to me after I just – remember, he sees that I still have the little white pad on from where they put the IV in. And he says to me, did they F you up over there too? That's how he greets me. And you know the F word. That's what he said. Did they, that complete stranger says that to me. And I said, excuse me? Then he continues to, after knowing that I just got out of surgery, he continues to talk to me, talk to me, and then he says, you have a great rack. You're pretty. You have a great rack. Yeah, because someone that just got out of surgery really looks great. So that guy wins, like, the award of jackass of the decade for telling a complete stranger woman that she has a great rack when she just got out of the hospital. You are like a new form of low life. So I'm walking today and all of a sudden I felt this weird, I felt weird in my legs, humans. I felt an indescribable feeling throughout my whole body. Not tired exactly, but two different things where you just makes you turn around and stop walking. So when you think you're better, don't compare yourself to other people who run back to work because after they have an operation because the strange, strange, ah, through the mist, the strange beige mist over here as I'm pulling my arm through, the strange almost fatigue will overcome you. Ooh, it'll overcome you as we get into the show's topics of tonight. Oh, another great point was made tonight about music on this college radio station I'm listening to. There's music that you couldn't stand because it was so dramatic. Ah, the intros of the music were so dramatic. One that comes to mind has the initials B.S., one of the famous singers. The music was so dramatic that I just couldn't stand it. I didn't like it, but it started to grow on me. And now you like their music. This is another weird phenomenon. Music that you couldn't stand for years. Now all of a sudden you listen to it over and over and over and over again. And you start to like their music. You still don't like the dramatic parts, or you do like the dramatic parts in some cases, but a lot of times you still don't, there's still things about their music you don't like. Like they have a droning low range, they couldn't hit a high note, those type of voices that just sound droning and one range notes. I loathed the sound of those singers. Their voices were so droning to me, a monotone. And, but then the phenomenon occurred, the phenomenon of loving them, loving these singers, the more you listen to them. So if you listen to something over and over and over again, their droning monotone, the droning monotone sound of the singer occasionally still filters in and irritates you. But you love their music now. Kind of like the sound of my voice irritates you. And it goes on and on and on and on. Jumble, jangle mess. Until you've listened to enough of these podcasts of Night Owls Radio.
perineum and the purple air mixed with the blackness. And all of a sudden, you love their music. You love Miss X. I will hypnotize you. I hypnotize you through the internet. You love me. You love Miss X. Very, very strange. The exact words I said, because I was awake during the surgery yesterday. I was awake for my surgery. The exact words that came out of my mouth was, oh, my God, this hurts so bad. S-H-I-T. I didn't say it on the radio, but that's what I said. Those are my exact words. Oh, my God, this hurts so bad. That's what I said during the surgery. I also saw online someone had a display of something that you need to check out. They had a display of the eyes of the mummy from 1918. Now, you know that I like those old things, those old creepy silent movies. I don't like them, but I like their something so creepy about them. The eeriest things in the world are silent movies. And the eyes of the mummy came out almost 100 years ago from 1918, and it's starring Pola Negri. Pola Negri, along with many others, It's one of the movie stars from the silent era that I read about in a silent films book when I was very, very young. So check out Eyes of the Mummy, apparently the very first mummy movie ever made in 1918. And now for our topic of tonight. You've heard about the shaking. You've heard about the tree rustling. You've heard about the yelling, pounding, and throwing things. You've seen the crashing through trees on those TV shows. You've heard about the broken branches and the carcasses. Oh, you've heard about the smells, but especially about the smells. The smell, the smelling of Bigfoot that he leaves an odor behind. But have you heard about Bigfoot bites? I haven't. It's the first Miss X heard of it, and that's what I'm bringing you to. This creature in Washington State, going by the dental imprint, is hugely tall, more so even than you thought. I bet even you didn't think Bigfoot got this tall. This Sasquatch would be eight foot, eight inches tall. Let me say that again. This Sasquatch is eight foot, eight inches tall. Wow, I said aloud when I heard that. And this Bigfoot apparently is now biting and spitting out parts of its prey in the area of Mount St. Helens. Did you hear that this week? You've heard about the yelling. You've heard about the throwing. We've heard about Bigfoot doing things to trees. We've heard about Bigfoot leaving carcasses behind the creature that you refer to as Bigfoot anyway. But now there's a man who was on a hike near Ryan Lake. He's a teacher at a college in Washington State, and he says he found a stack of animal bowls while on a hike. And he has been researching Bigfoot for a few years. Now, 
This is the first time I've heard about Bigfoot leaving bite marks behind. You think you would have heard about this more? I just told you Bigfoot is biting and spitting out parts of its prey in the area of Mount St. Helens, according to these bite marks that have been found. You probably heard about this already this week. Again, it is just a theory that on this show, we don't just give theories. We solve supernatural mysteries. And this theory, the theory Miss X put forth long ago, is that this creature, not a grow long ago, oh, is that this creature is some sort of being that bred with you humans, or at least with the humans of long ago. And this is what the person in Washington State apparently thinks also, that this creature that is leaving behind these bite marks on a trail near Ryan Lake, somewhere up there in Washington State, somehow was bred with humans, and that's why it looks all hairy as the teeth of a human. Because I guess the teeth found are similar to human teeth. The bite marks are similar to humans. Is that what you're saying? I don't think it's possible that, and I said this before, I don't think it's possible that animals can meet with man and create life. Create life like Frankenstein! I mean, all biology points to no, this is not possible, that a human cannot meet with an mother creature. Very quickly, over 130 years ago in the city of Sublime, there lived a wild man. There lived a wild man, so-called by the townspeople of this small Texas town. He provoked overwhelming fear amongst all the people. And he sort of did have barefoot tracks, but not Bigfoot tracks. But since this was the 1830s, couldn't what they saw in that small town have been the same creature that you call Bigfoot? Apparently people spotted a female and a male, but it was later thought to be slaves who were living in the woods. Remember, this was the 1830s. Even the hounds were upset that in time they entered the woods in search of the wild man. He was said to have short brown hair all over the body. That doesn't sound human. At least that's what you think at first. But again, if you don't shave for a while, what happens? Are you covered in hair? How much hair? And whether it looks like an animal or not is another issue. Could it have been a man who just let his hair grow living in the woods to that length that he resembled an animal? A man also commented that such a female male pair were seen up by me in southern Ontario. It's Ontario over here. According to the legends and tables, tables and the tales that surfaced about the wild man of Navidad. Wow, that's a great campfire story for your summer night. It even had a moonlit sky, just like a horror movie. Even the horse was apparently afraid to go by this creature. So what was the wild man of Navidad? You find out, you let me know. And tell me about those bite marks they found up in Washington State that are not considered to be an eight-foot, eight-inch-tall species known as Sasquatch. And until next time, remember what I always tell you, I'll be back with the words of the immortal Sheebies. I'll be back. And until then, happy screams.